Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. This year's Supreme Court decision, Shelby County, Alabama versus Holder, did not just change things in a county in Alabama. All this week, we're looking at how the voting maps all over America may be changing now that the Voting Rights Act has limited oversight on how states and localities set up their voting operations. In Texas, it's all about maps. One day after the Supreme Court's decision, Governor Perry signed into law new congressional maps, maps that the Department of Justice had already rejected, but which Texas says it can enforce without so-called preclearance oversight. The Obama administration has responded by asking a federal court in Texas to restore preclearance requirements there, citing the state's recent history with discriminatory voting laws and relying on a very different part of the Voting Rights Act. Kate McGee is a reporter at KUT in Austin. She says that the battle over redistricting in Texas began years before the Supreme Court's decision in June. It all really started in 2010 with the census data coming out. Texas gained four seats in the state legislature with population growth. 89% of the growth in Texas was minority. 66% of that was Hispanic. And so there was this need to redraw the maps in Texas. The legislature met in 2011. They submitted these maps for preclearance, but they were immediately challenged by minority groups and Democrats who didn't think those maps were a fair representation of that growth of minority population in the state. They argued that lawmakers were ignoring the demographic changes. And so they were sent to a panel of judges in San Antonio. They were also sent to a panel of judges in Washington, D.C. A D.C. court found those maps to intentionally discriminate against minorities. And when that happens, it causes a lengthy trial to reach a final decision on the maps, which is still going on. But in the meantime, in 2012, they needed maps for the 2012 general election. So a federal court was ordered to draw interim maps that were used in the 2012 election. And in the most recent legislative session here in Texas, the Texas legislature codified and put those maps into law. And that's kind of where we stood when the Supreme Court came down with this case and effectively neutralized this preclearance uh, requirement. If the federal government rules that the original maps are incorrect or violate the Voting Rights Act, does that stand? Or because of the Supreme Court decision, is it all completely up in the air? The attorney general here in the state, Greg Abbott, he says that um, because the Supreme Court neutralized these preclearance laws, that the lawsuits about against redistricting maps should be moot. But on the other side of the argument, um, where Attorney General Eric Holder comes in, they're saying that you can't ignore these decisions that have been made in the past that these laws, uh, the redistricting maps and then the voter ID law, which is a whole other issue, you can't ignore that these were found to be discriminatory and that there should there is this history of discrimination um, in these redistricting maps. And so that should still stand. And that's kind of where we're going to see this play out in the next couple of months as this trial continues coming into the fall. Well, you know, it, it's incorrect to call it this, but for the purposes of our listeners, we might as well call it Abbott versus Holder. Let's listen to the Texas attorney general talking about how with the Supreme Court decision, he doesn't have to deal with the Justice Department anymore. Listen. It concerns election maps that now no longer exist. You all have heard about a straw man argument. This is a dead law argument. The maps we currently have in the state of Texas are based upon maps drawn by three federal judges. And I believe are free from any kind of discriminatory intent or purpose. 
But, of course, uh, the attorney general, the federal official here, uh, Eric Holder, says, no, 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 the Supreme Court has not ended the matter here. Based on the evidence of intentional racial discrimination that was presented just last year in the redistricting case of Texas v. Holder, as well as the history of pervasive voting-related discrimination against racial minorities that the Supreme Court itself has recognized, we believe that the state of Texas should be required to go through a preclearance process whenever it changes its voting laws and practices. So the feds want Texas to go back to the old days. Mr. Abbott, the attorney general of Texas, believes this is a dead issue. Is there anyone that's going to be able to decide uh, where sort of the reality comes down? Well, this is going to go to this lawsuit that was filed last month in the San Antonio Federal Court by the Attorney General. They're going to have to make this decision whether or not Texas needs to get this preclearance under another section of the Voting Rights Act, Section 3, which is known as this bail-in provision. Eric Holder is saying that um, this history of preclearance recently qualifies Texas under this Section 3, that there is this discrimination and that they should be bailed into this preclearance requirement. And in response to that, earlier this month, the state filed a motion to dismiss this whole case, again, repeating that argument that these lawsuits are moot and that there is really no argument. Um, in this brief that the attorney general sent out, he he made a, a lot of procedural arguments, but he made two arguments uh, as well. One that, you know, Texas was put into this preclearance law in the 70s, not when the rest of the Deep South was required for preclearance. So he's arguing a very narrow reading of Section 3, that because Texas wasn't put under preclearance under the 1960s era voter discrimination, that it should be excluded from uh, Section 3. And he's also saying that a lot of these motivations from arguments of redistricting maps in, uh, in, t- in Texas, that a lot of this was motivated by partisan politics. There were not racial means to cause voter discrimination, then it's more of a partisan issue between Democrats and Republicans. But we've yet to have a response from the courts on that briefing. Well, in both cases, the implications of the uh, Voting Rights Act decision by the Supreme Court, voter ID and these maps you're talking about, um, the spotlight really is on Texas. Here's Joseph Fishkin, professor at the University of Texas School of Law. This is almost a kind of blue sky situation. We have a very limited precedents that are not even exactly on point. And it's really going to be up to, in the first instance, this court in San Antonio, and then the inevitable appeals up from there to figure out whether this bail-in provision can be the backbone of a new preclearance regime. On maps and voter ID, it sounds like Attorney General Greg Abbott wants the preclearance situation to be dead based on the situation in Texas. Correct. And I think that with this preclearance issue, Congress still has the ability to get together and adopt a new formula for the Voting Rights Act. That's still an option that they could do. But uh, legal experts say that Eric Holder's motion to go the, the another route and go through the courts to get this preclearance requirement put back in place shows that the Obama administration really doesn't have any confidence in Congress coming together and adopting a new formula for this preclearance aspect of the Voting Rights Act. Going to the judiciary as a way of getting around Congress. It's a, it's an old gambit. We'll see if it works here. Kate McGee is a reporter at KUT Austin. Thanks so much, Kate. Thanks for having me.